Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is the podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Margaret Townley, author of the book, The Dogs Are Curling Up Again. This book traces the journey of a Chilean refugee, Isabel, who returns to her country after 14 years as an exile in the UK. Isabel becomes involved in political activism to address the situation she encounters. In addition, she travels all over her country, but the journey is symbolic of her own journey to find her identity and decide her future. So Margaret, I want to welcome you to the Books on Air podcast. Thank you. Good summary. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, The Dogs Are Curling Up Again. Um, I spent um, two years in Chile and um, in, in the late 1990s when the book is set. Um, but I've spent extended periods of time since then and traveled a great deal uh, um, around Chile. And um I felt that um, I'd learned so much and there was so much to say about the military coup and the after effects and the effects of people who um, were in exile in this country and all over the world um, and, the, and the, the, the losses they had suffered. Mm -hmm. Isabel, in, in, in the, the main protagonist, um, lost her father to the military regime he was mm. one of the disappeared, and in fact, her teenage boyfriend, um, less serious relationship, but nevertheless, a big loss. And then mm -hmm. when she goes into exile, she loses her mother, she goes with her stepmother, and she goes, um, she loses her friends, she loses her culture and her country, her continent even. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big step. And she always felt an outsider, I think, um, as mm -hmm. many um, Chileans do, and refugees in general do in, in this country. Um, and then when she goes back to Chile, she finds a country very different, very changed, divided, in mm -hmm. fact. And um, that's not easy to, to, um, to deal with. Almost she, she was a, as extreme extreme there as in England yeah um, and yes and she um, um well she embarks as you said on the activism and feeling it's the only way really to um um search for the 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 the, the country she remembers mm -hmm. the, the country underneath the whitewashed crimes of the dictatorship that had been sort of uh, washed over and, um, and, and the stranglehold that the military still has on the society and um, the constitution that the, um, the, the dictator imposed, yeah. um, which was so unjust to many sections of the community. Yeah. And so it sounds like a lot of change, a lot of loss, a lot of maybe personal discovery along the way for her. Yes. And yes, I think her journey around Chile is very symbolic of her her searching for herself mm -hmm. um, and her identity and what was she going to do 
um, what, where would her future be? And then when she meets um, um, a, a Chilean man, a, a fellow um, a teacher, because um, she starts teaching in a, in a school to um, try to get some money to continue her political activities. Um, but she... Um, um, she becomes the lover of, of, of this Chilean man and he's very supportive of the work she wants to achieve. Um, but then um, her English partner that she'd been with seven years or so before she went returned to Chile, um, he um, um, gets message to her somehow that... Um, um, he's searching for her. He's in Chile. He's doing voluntary work um, in Chile, and um, um, he's he's really there to look for her. So mm. then she's very torn. What should yeah. she do? Where should her future be? Yeah. So, and tell us how you came up with the title. The dogs are curling up again. I liked that title. <laughs> that it was very interesting. Yes. Oh, when I first arrived in Chile, it was winter. And um, uh, they they do have dogs living in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the local authorities have tried to get rid of the dogs, um, thinking they should tidy them up. But um, many local people um, are very fond of their dogs. I never saw a dog in a bad condition. Mm-hmm. The people feed them and take care of them, but they live outside. That to them, it's the normal place that dogs should be outside, uh, not uh-huh. not in in a house. Yeah, and um, um, and in the winter, um, when it's cold at night, they they curl themselves into perfect circles. <laughs> so the pavement is covered with round circles of dog <laughs> fur, um, which is quite fun to see. Um, but also, um, later in the book, I liken um, the dogs to the, the leaders of a country that mm. are not serving their people. And mm-hmm. so there's a kind of secondary meaning to mm-hmm. the, 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 the dogs who are indifferent to the, um, the feelings and sufferings of the people. Oh, and I, I can picture <laughs> that dogs on the street just curled up like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, okay. So your book, you met, you told us it's Isabel is the main character. The story takes place between Chile and the UK. And so, and you mentioned there, she has some lovers that are, she's considering which way to go. So um, are there any other main characters and any other, is it, does it take place throughout the whole country of Chile or is it certain areas um, it's primarily set in Valparaiso, um, the port of, um, of the capital, Santiago. Um, she, um, um, and then um, I- Isabel um, takes the teaching job in La Serena, which is about an overnight bus ride north of um, Valparaiso. Um, but her um, English partner, um, ends up um, having a flat in Valparaiso and she she goes to visit him there and um, and of course in Valparaiso is where um, the military government under under pressure I think from the states um, felt obliged to uh, reluctantly 
um, create a, um, a parliament. And there's a new um, extraordinary, architecturally extraordinary building um, in Valparaiso. But in, 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 to have the parliament away from the capital city, you know, a couple of hours drive away, um, gives very much the impression that really the government didn't want any interference mm. from mm -hmm. these tiresome politicians who might question what they're yeah. doing. You know, they were kind of disbanded to the, the, the margins. Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and so we talked a little bit about Isabel and her activism and um, your book examines really our duties as citizens and, and our responsibilities in the face of injustice. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you came to write about this? Was it based on your experiences in Chile or in your own life? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, I, I guess I've always been interested in politics. I, I did politics at Edinburgh mm. University. That was my subject. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and I've always been active and, and, and um, taken part in demonstrations. I wouldn't say I've ever got into civil disobedience, but I do wonder how far, and I think the book asks questions about how far you should go. Um, um, the suffragettes, for example, mm -hmm. took to violence against property. I would never say uh, any violence against people should be perpetrated. But is it right if if, if no one's listening to you for for decades that that you you um, start um, damaging property, and and that's debated in the book and. Um, um, I think in these, these days of climate change um, and, and, and the lack of um, action really by our governments on something that, that it is going to be very, is going to very seriously affect our lives and, and um, possibly become irreversible um, soon. You know, what responsibilities do we have and how far should we go? Um, I think it's an interesting question, especially because, you know, often it's very easy to look at the other side, whatever the other side is that you maybe don't agree, that a person doesn't agree with. <clears throat> and it's easy to project hate on that other side, right? To, to anger, all these negative feelings on that other side. And it's interesting to think about because often without even really realizing it, I think it's easy to become that thing that you dislike in the person, right? It's easy to become then a person filled with hate or anger or rage. And I think that what you're talking about it, those, what's the line, like, what's the line of involvement? What's the line of making a difference, but then what's also your own personal line. So you don't become that thing that you hate, you know, and yes, it's very yes. interesting to think about that. I think as internally uh, in our own lives. Yes. Yes, I think we do have to question ourselves. Um, I mean, I felt it, it maybe was a bit presumptuous of me to try and think I could step into um, the, the shoes of a, of a Chilean and really express her experience. Um, and yet I felt um, I, I needed to... Um, um, to 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 write about a female primarily, 
and um, I felt that um, I had something to say, not only from all I'd learned about the society and what I believe a person like that has been through, um, but um, something to say about my own society as well. Um, I could see when I was in Chile in the late 90s, the the, the harshness of life without a welfare state, the adequate welfare state, there was a little, um, or um, adequate health services. And, and, um, um, and at the same time, I knew that in my own society, um, the, the, the welfare state was in the process of being destroyed or removed step by step. And, and there's been this... Um, deterioration I think in this in, in community and sense of solidarity that's come about ever since Reagan and, and Thatcher were um, bringing in a neoliberalism which is not very different from from what the military imposed in Chile in Chile it was a sudden military coup an awful shock and thousands died um, but um, in, in 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 North America and other Western societies and particularly in Britain I feel that um, there has been this um, um, creeping effect that ends up very similar to, to um, what's happened in Chile. Um, the greater poverty, greater inequality. The inequality really bothers me. It's so extreme now. Um, and, um, and, and the lack of um, adequate affordable housing and the lack of adequate funds going into health and, and education. And, um, and these... Um, erode any sense of um, community and, and in fact I think cause a, a great deal of um, resentment perhaps even violence but or, or, or um, bad societal effects that come out mm -hmm. of, of that huge divide between mm -hmm. those who have and those who have not. Yeah the chain reaction of and, and like you were saying it sounds like in Chile it was more shock and all at yes. once, whereas yes. other yes. places, it's a slow movement. So it's not felt as, as abruptly, maybe as. Yes. Yeah. But ends up in very, very similar situation, yeah. I think. Yeah. One of your other themes in your book is about our interconnectedness to each other and building a better world for all. So can you tell us how you were able to weave this theme in with some of the characters in your book? This um, yes, I I I want the the boyfriend um, or the partner um, from England who's doing voluntary work in in Chile and looking for Isabel, um, Julian, his name is. He um, he goes to visit the house of um, Pablo Neruda, the um, considered the greatest poet in the Spanish language of the twentieth century, Nobel Prize winning. Chilean poet and he um, he wrote a poem about um, um, how we are he reflects on this poem when when he's sitting in the garden of, of 
Pablo Neruda's house. And, and the poem talks about how we are all interconnected with one another and how our economies internationally too are interconnected um, and our needs um, are, are interconnected as, as, as human beings. We have very different cultural expressions, um, but we have a responsibility towards one another um, because it, because we empathize with with other people's situations um, from our humanity, and um, I think that that gives us that responsibility to um, want to create a better world for for all of us. And um, I think there are characters in the book who are who are trying to do that. There's Joaquin uh, who gives up his work as um, as a youth worker paid um, job for the local authority, working in one of the poorest areas of Valparaiso. And he, he um, is, is going to um, instigate and, and, and lead um, a homelessness project. And um, I, I was close friends with this guy when I lived mm. there and, and mm -hmm. um, I, I regard him almost as my Chilean son, <laughs> um, <laughs> although we're not related in any way, but he's about the same age as my own sons. And um, he, um, as I say, gave up his job to help people build their own homes, physically build them um, and, and have a home that they never ever had had in the past from from young people um, who had no prospect of ever owning their own home to to grandmas who, who'd never had a house that they could call their own mm -hmm. independent home um, and um, um, I mean admirable person and and there are a lot of there are a lot of poetic and literature and um, art, artistic and music references in the books mm. so it's a real introduction to the culture but I think a, a lot of, um, of people who are really um, concerned to build that solidarity that they're very very keen on talking about in Chile which is a lovely aspect of the society um, in Isabel's travels she meets people um, in, in different parts um, working for, for the same ends mm -hmm. um, and it, that's why she got into um, f filming um, um, what projects were doing around the country to share with others to try to spread the word about how things could be improved and, and, and a political awareness of, of why things were um, as they were economically and politically in their that country. You know, I think that um, the phrase building a better world, it can seem like it's like, what's the point or that we'll never, you know, do that. And one of the things that I'd love to remind myself of is, you know, I'm responsible for my corner of the world, right? I'm not responsible for fixing everything in the world, no. but what can I do in my corner of the world? Right. Yes. And it sounds like that's what Isabel in, in the book is, um, yeah, is reference or talking about, or what maybe wanting people to know that, you know, we don't have to, we can't fix everything, but if we take a look at what's in our neighborhood, our community, whatever it is for us and, and ask ourselves, what can we do about it? Um, that is definitely more doable and there's more, um, 
you know, satisfaction almost in that, because otherwise it feels like, well, it's never enough or what's the point. Right. And that's, that completely loses the the perspective of, of the idea. Yes, absolutely. Um, As Tolstoy said, going to a completely different culture, um, if we all take one, there is no problem. Yeah. He, he was he was returning to his country home, having seen people in the slums of Moscow, and you know, in his time, and 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 um, he he he's telling the lodge gate man as he returns home, um, and he enters his estate about this terrible suffering that he's seen, and and his worry about how people pass their time in mm-hmm. such poverty, and and and. Um, the lodge gate man doesn't seem at all moved by his story. And he just says, well, if we all take one, there is no problem. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. If we yeah. all did our little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that that's exactly right. And um, well, we're coming up on the end of our time, Margaret, and I want to just tell you, it's been so lovely to talk to you and learn about your book. The dogs are curling up again. And again, I love that title. <laughs> um, before we close out today, what do you hope readers learn or take away after reading your book? Um, I think I mentioned, well, I did mention about Pablo Neruda's poem that we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- the other things people can take away is I think it's very fascinating uh, and enjoyable to explore another culture, yeah. the, the geography, the history, the current affairs. Um, we've talked about the direct action and, and civil disobedience that um, I think are legitimate um, when when a government is failing to provide for the needs of its citizens. Um, And um, I hope people will see it as legitimate. And then um, I think there's also a satisfaction in in the story. I I tried to make sure that was the case, that Isabel does resolve her dilemmas um, and she does find a much deeper um, or able to give a deeper commitment when she realizes um, that... um, the, the death of her father and her boyfriend were, were creating a sort of emotional lockdown in her. Mm. That her she made a protective armor around herself yeah. um, that um, um, was holding her back from really um, risking a loss again. Mm. Um, she was trying to protect herself instead of giving her, herself. And when she can learn to, to do that again, um, she 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 makes the success of her personal relationships mm-hmm. as she hadn't before. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an amazing book, Margaret. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. My guest has been Margaret Townley, author of the book, The Dogs Are Curling Up Again. And again, Margaret, thank you for being here. Thank you for the chance. <laughs> you can find more about the book, The Dogs Are Curling Up Again on Amazon, and I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.